Hello and welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good and I am talking to you about Hearthstone on my drive home from work. It is Wednesday, August 11th. It is the last day of the Year of the Mammoth and tomorrow we get the Witchwood and I could not be more excited. I'm, I'm, I'm finally recovered from my three-hour card review marathon extravaganza that I recorded with Andrew over at the Happy Hearthstone. There will be a link to it in the show notes. If you are looking for any sort of my opinions on the cards, I will direct you there. They will probably come up in the course of this episode to some extent, but uh, we we reviewed four classes and a bunch of neutrals, and... It took me like a day to recover from it. Like we start recording at like nine and finish after midnight my time, and then I have to wake up at five for the train. So it's it's rough, but I do it for all of you, and, and I, I enjoy it myself. Um, you know, it, it, I like I like having to think critically about all the cards because it kind of helps me as a deck builder. Um, that said, it's been kind of difficult to ladder this week. Um, I, I'm back at rank five in standard. I'm at like rank four or something in wild. I, I don't super care right now, to be perfectly honest. Like I spent, um, I spent two of the days of the weekend at PAX East because I'm in Boston and so it's local for me. Um, and, and got to hang out with ridiculous half and coin concede on the Sunday, which was a lot of fun. And then on on the Saturday, we had to drive to and from Hartford to get my daughter to a sleepover at the science center. So. I haven't really had a whole lot of time to ladder. I haven't really felt super motivated to ladder, to be perfectly honest. Like, I hit double legend last month, and I just kind of can't play these decks anymore. I was trying to... I was trying to play Q-Block at the beginning of the season, and I'm just... I just feel like I'm done, and I'm ready. I'm ready for new cards. So, I'm expecting to hit it hard this week. Um, We still have another half of a uh, card review left to do, and I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that I will be able to open packs on stream tomorrow night um, at Wicked Good FM on Twitch, so you can check that out as well. I'm sure I'll be posting that on Twitter. I may even get my wife to join me, because she has at least 100 packs of her own to open. So, um, this week, what we're going to do, since we don't have cards to review, and we don't have a whole lot else to talk about, I have been, pretty much since we reviewed all the cards, the, the finished the first card review, I've been cooking up a bunch of, uh, of decks that I've been theory crafting. Um, I will leave you with the same disclaimer that I gave to... Oh, there's the train. See, if you don't believe me that I'm at the train station, there's the train. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to leave you with the same war- same disclaimer that I, that I gave at the beginning of the Happy Hearthstone card review. This is for entertainment purposes only. So, uh, just... I-, I would not recommend crafting anything in any of these decks. Maybe Baku is like the only one that I could see potentially you wanting to craft just because there may be a bunch of decks day one that may get worse with time um but I would say don't necessarily craft anything for these these decks may not be good typically when I'm when I publish deck lists for the most part they're after I've tested and refined them a lot and these are just kind of like I'm picking a collection of cards that look like they might work together ran some of them past a couple of people got a little bit of feedback and then refined them a little bit but they're not they're obviously not tested and there's something that you can try day one if you happen to have the cards for them or most of the cards for them. You can make reasonable substitutions. Otherwise, if you don't, um, don't go crafting things specifically because I put them in the deck. It's not an endorsement. These are a bunch of things that I want to try myself if I get the cards for them. 
And I, so basically, I, I've beaten that to death. So here are some decks that you can try. I'm going to go through the list. I'm going to go through what my thought process is. Um, these may change. I'm sure that I will post a couple of these, um, you know, like a weekend or so after I've had some time to test them. I'm sure that there will be better decks than this that come from the pros like day one after they've played for like eight hours. Oh, it's two trades. Boy, am I lucky. It's, I don't have to pee or anything. Uh, <laughs> um, so there will be better decks. These are things you can try day one when a lot of the lists haven't come out yet. Give them a try. Feel free to tinker with them as you as you would like. And if you have feedback or you have ideas, let me know. I may incorporate them into the next versions of the list. But that's that's enough preamble. Let's uh, let's talk about some decks. All right. So let's let's get into the decks. And and um, normally when I read the decks out, I'm reading them as though they're they're done in the client. These I had the theory craft on Hearthstone top decks because I obviously don't have any of the cards for these yet. So the lists are going to be. Um, are going to be class cards and then neutral cards where normally I'm just going down in order of um, in order of mana cost because that's how the client does it. So bear with me. There will be links to all of these decks at offcurve.com to the theorycraft page on pages on Hearthstone top decks. If you've never used it, they have a really excellent tool for being able to build decks on the fly and then share them without actually having to build them in the client. So that's what I did. So um, if you have followed this podcast for any length of time, you will know that I've had a white whale of a deck for probably the last six months or so that I have been referring to as Janky Mage. And Janky Mage is a basically a minion heavy elemental mage. I have tried this with Kaliseth in the Knights of the Frozen Throne meta. I've tried it with Spiteful Summoner in the Cobalt meta. They were almost there, but not quite. Well, we got a couple of other cards, um, specifically Book of Spectres, which draws you uh, three cards and discards any spells, and uh, Archmage, Archmage Arugal, words are going to be fun today, uh, Archmage Arugal, who uh, is a two mana 2-2 two, two, that every time you draw a minion, you get a copy of it. So... Um, Natu naturally, I took my last version of Janky Mage, which was revolving around generating cards and Leyline Manipulator, and we just made it jankier. So th this is the list that I'm working off of right now. So the class cards are one copy of Archmage Aragal, two copies of Book of Spectres, one copy of Pyros, two Shimmering Tempests, two Arcane Keysmith, which is the uh, four mana discover, discover a Secret card. Um, two Leyline Manipulators, two Steam Surgers, two Water Elementals, two Bonfire Elementals, which says if, uh, which is a 5 mana 5-5, five, five, if you played an Elemental last turn, draw a card. Um, one copy of Proslich Jaina, and one Pyroblast. And then the neutrals are one Firefly, two, two Glacial Shards, one Gluttonous Ooze, one Iron Beak Owl, um, two Tar Creepers, two Servants of Kalimos, two Blaze Callers, and the Lich King. Um, right off the bat, the reason for the, for the Iron Beak Owl and not uh, Spellbreaker is just because this deck is very heavy at the four mana slot and not as much so at the three mana slot. So I, I figured that that would be a little bit easier. Um, same reason that I'm doing Gluttonous Ooze instead of um, instead of Acidic Swamp Ooze, just because it's uh, it fits into that mana slot a little bit better. So the general idea is this kind of came from the Spiteful Summoner list where I've got three spells and two of them draw me three cards, and if I happen to have Archmage Aragal out on the board, it's it's kind of ridiculous because then you just, you just fill your hand up immediately. And 
By the way, those cards, I believe, we're gonna find out how this how this interaction actually works, but I believe those cards technically did not start in your deck, so Leyline Manipulator should discount them. Now, I wanna talk about Leyline Manipulator again. This was a card I was very big on in the Cobalt meta, and it turned out to not be as good just because this kind of deck really wasn't working. I think that the overall power level might be low enough that this could work, but when I tried it in test, it, it really was kind of ridiculous, but not quite ridiculous enough to compete with things like Void Lord and, and um, you know, Barnes on Barnes and the Ashraj on four and stuff like that. But if you, once you, you start generating a lot of extra cards in this deck, you're getting copies of things from Aragal. You're getting Death Rattles from Pyros. You're getting cards from Shimmering Tempest. You're getting, um, you're getting the, the spell out of Steam Surger. You're getting additional elementals out of Servant of Calimos. You're, you're getting the Flame Elemental out of Firefly. You're getting a lot of stuff extra. Uh, cards from the Lich King. And then you drop a Leyline Manipulator and you go off. And when it works, it is... I really, like... I know a lot of people are looking are going to look at this list without hearing this podcast. And they're going to say, Leyline Manipulator, what the hell are you doing? That card is jank. Well, this is janky mage, so yes. But I, I assure you, when I've tried it, with the right deck, which is generating enough cards that don't start in your deck, Leyline Manipulator is bananas. And it just lets you completely spam the board. So I'm really optimistic about how this deck is going to work. I may... Uh, as much as I say not to craft things, I may craft Archmage Aragol and the Books of Spectres if I don't pull them, just because I'm really excited to see how this deck is going to go. They could be terrible, I don't know. Um, but I, this is the deck that I'm really most excited for in this expansion. So uh, we're gonna see. I, I think this might do it. I, I, the other note that I have is you don't. You really don't want to run too many spells, but you can get away with a couple. I think in this list, uh, which is why the one pyroblast is there just for just for burst, because um, you do have the blaze callers, but you want to have something else to finish. And I think it's fine. And, and if it gets discarded, whatever. Um, but it's not like um, it's not like your entire deck has to have those spells in it. Um, but the Spiteful Summoner does not work in this deck because of the Book of Spectres, and I think the Book of Spectres is better value, especially with Aragal, than, um, than the Spiteful Summoner would be, even though Spiteful Summoner is much better because most of the low rolls are, ro are rotating out, but we'll get to that because I have several Spiteful Summoner decks. Alright, so next up we have Kathrina Hunter. And that is a deck that was almost there, except it wasn't quite as good as Spellhunter and also couldn't really run Barnes and Yasharaj. So <laughs> that obviously made it an inferior deck, but it got some support this, this expansion. So um, my version that I put together of that is uh, two Explosive Trap, two Freezing Trap, two Wandering Monster, two Animal Companion, two Eagle Horn Bow, two Kill Command, two Stitch Tracker, Two Dire Frenzy, which uh, is the spell that gives a beast plus three plus three and shuffles three copies into your deck. Um, two Wing Blast, which is uh, four damage for four mana, and if you have if a minion has died this turn, it costs one. Um, two Emerald Spellstones, uh, Rexar. Two High Mains, Kathrina Winter Wisp. One copy of King Crush. Uh, two Secret Keepers, two Spellbreakers, and one Charge Devil Sword. So. This deck, if you've, you know, this really shouldn't be a surprise if you've been following it. If you're not, Kathrina Winter Wisp has uh, Battle Cry and Death Rattle recruit a beast. So you put beasts that either have charge or are just generally a giant pain to deal with. So you have a High Main, you have a Charge Devil Sword, and you have a King Crush. Charge Devil Sword um, has charge, but Battle Cry can't attack uh, heroes this turn. But 
you know, if you recruit it out, the battle cry doesn't go off, it can go phase. So it, it basically plays like a spell hunter, except that it has some early, some it it has some top end that's actually minions, and then you have spell you have uh, the stitch tracker to try to get an early Katharina, or you know, if failing that, you just you know get a high main. You know, it's fine. It, it'll be it'll be fine. So uh, dire frenzy is the reason that I'm excited about this deck again because the the problem that you had with Katharina Hunter. And some people call it Recruit Hunter, some people call it Big Hunter. I call it Katharina Hunter because it, it revolves around Katharina Winter Risk. Um, the reason that that deck was not played as much, it, and the real problem with it is that you're generally running a very small number of beasts to guarantee that you're getting a beast that you care about coming out. But when you do that, and you don't want to run too many of those because they're all expensive and you want to recruit them. But when you do that, what happens is that you can't play Katharina until turn eight. So you're drawing at minimum a third of your deck before you get a chance to play her. And very often what would happen is you wouldn't necessarily draw all your beasts, but you draw most of them. And so your battle cry might go off, but the death rattle would be nothing. And obviously if you're paying eight mana, you really want both the, the battle cry and the death rattle to go off. Like it's super important. So, um, one, there, so what the Dire Frenzy does for you is if, yes, it's going to be a deck card early, but if you, um, if you draw a beast early, then you just throw Dire Frenzy on it, you use it to trade, and you use it, and then you put three more copies in your deck. So you're almost guaranteed that when you get Katharina, it's going to have value. Or even if you, a lot of times you already have Katharina in your hand, but it just won't do anything. So... Uh, that's a way to kind of make sure that you're getting value. Yes, you're shuffling more cards in your deck. If you haven't drawn Katharina yet, that's a problem. You can always hold one beast back and then not do that. Um, another thing that's possible is that which word Grizzly might be a card that works in this deck. Uh, just because if you're recruiting it out, it's a 312 for sure. And then if you can get Dire Frenzy on it, you're getting a 515 out, which sounds pretty good. That sounds like what we thought Osric was going to be. So that's something to think about too. That might be worth putting in. And that's also a card that you can play early. Um, maybe instead of the wing blast, cause you kind of have enough removal. Um, I'm not sure, but that's something to think about too. But I'm really excited about this deck too. And I have most of the cards for it. And so this is kind of my deck that I should be able to play day one, no matter what, except for the fact that I don't actually own a King Crush, but I can just find other, other beasts to put in there myself. But if you're playing it, you should play King Crush if you have him. Um, but I have most of the cards for this day one, except for the Dire Frenzies, which are, I believe are commons or they're rares. So I can just craft those with no problem and have a deck and I'm going to play day one. So that's, uh, that's my day one pick. It's a kind of the quote unquote budget pick if you have the other cards for it. So you didn't think that we were going to get out of this list of theory crafted decks without a pre-stack or two, right? <laughs> it's not happening. Um, I'm not, I'm not actually sure what priest is going to look like, um, post, -ro post rotation, uh, a lot of the Priest decks that I'm used to playing are not really viable anymore, but um, Spiteful Priest is for sure going to be viable. And then I kind of threw together this mid-range Priest that's kind of control, but not really. It's got a lot more minions. Um, let, let me just get into them. So I'll, I'm going to read off both lists at once. Um, so the mid-range Priest has two Northshire Clerics, two Power Word Shield, one copy of Divine Hymn, which is the two-mana spell that restores six health to everything on your board. Um, two copies of Shadow Visions, two Shadow Word Pain, two Spirit Lash, two Shadow Word Death, 
two copies of Shadow Madness, which are mainly in there because Void Lords is still a card. Um, two Coffin Crashers, which are the six drop that's a six five with Death Rattle summon a Death Rattle from your hand. Um, one copy of Lady in White, which is the uh, legendary that plays Inner Fire on all the minions in your deck. Um, two Psychic Screams, one copy of Shadow Reaper Anduin, two Obsidian Statues, one Mind Control, because again, Void Lords are a thing. Uh, one at least the Trailblazer, because you're playing Shadow Visions. Uh, two copies of Muck Hunter, which are the Rush minion that um, summon, that's a 5-8 for 5 that summons two 2-1s two for your opponent. Uh, two copies of which were Grizzly, which is the 5-drop that is a 3-12 uh, that loses one health for every card in your opponent's hand. And then one copy of Countess Ashmore, which draw, which is the 7-mana 6-6 that draws a Rush, Lifesteal, and Death Rattle card out of your hand. So, obviously this is a heavy deck, but I think you have enough early removal that it could work. Um, some of the individual removal cards might have to switch around a little bit. Um, maybe, I don't think that Holy Water is really so, so much worth running, but, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Holy Fire is. Um, I, I do think that Countess Ashmore in this deck could be kind of ridiculous, because you do have the Muck Hunters, which get buffed by the Lady in White to an 8-8 with Rush, that summons two, two ones, which you don't care because you have Spirit Lash. Um, and then you also get... Ideally, you get a Coffin Crasher and an Obsidian Statue. You get an Obsidian Statue for sure. And then hopefully you also get a Coffin Crasher because that's the only other Death Rattle in the deck. Then you play the Coffin Crasher. The Coffin Crasher summons the Obsidian Statue. And a good time is had by all except for your opponent. Um, is this good? I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't know. I just kind of put this together because I wanted to play Lady in White. Um, I don't know... You know, this is the kind of deck where you're going to swap out a lot of the removal cards depending on what you're playing against. Uh, but, you know, something like this where you have enough value minions that you can keep healing, and then you have Lady in White to uh, buff them all up, it seems to work pretty well. And it's going Priest is going to be more of a minion-based class for now, at least. I don't think you can get away with just running, like, a couple of spells, a couple of minions and a pile of removal like you used to in Big Priest. Uh, like, maybe you could even run um, Shadow Essence in this deck or or, um, or Eternal Servitude. I just don't know where you fit it, but that's a possibility also. So I, I don't know that the, the individual makeup of this could change. Maybe you don't need Psychic Scream. You probably do. Um, maybe you don't need Mind Control. I don't know. So there, there's some flexibility in the list. Um, the spiteful list, which I'm also, I also think could work though. I had a, I, and I think that still revolves around dragon synergy because you get some dragons in the set back and dustbreaker is still kind of mandatory in order to, um, in order to survive against paladin because paladin is probably still going to be a thing. So the spiteful list is two Northshire cleric, two shadow ascendant, two curious glimmer root, one twilight acolyte, two dustbreaker, one lady in white. Uh, two Nightscale Matriarch, which is the three or five, I forget, I think it's five, nine dragon that summons a three, three every time that a friendly minion is healed, I think. I, I don't have the card right in front of me, but it, it's, it was one of the last cards revealed. Um, two free from Amber, two mind control because you're playing, uh, you're playing Spiteful Priest. Um, two Fairy Dragon, one Gluttonous Ooze, two Car, two Tar Creeper, two Scale Worm, which is the four, four that gets plus one attack and rush if you're holding a dragon. Two Cobalt Scale Bane, two Spiteful Summoner, one Grand Archivist, and two Primordial Drake. So there are 
more dragons in this list than there used to be, and the reason is because Nether Spite Historian's not a card anymore, so that kind of subbed for two dragons in the old Spiteful lists, and now that you don't have that, you're running the fairy dragons instead because you just need the dragon density. Um, that said, I kind of like the idea of the scale worms in this list. I, I really like the matriarchs to be able to um, activate that, and then Lady in White, again, works really well in a deck like this because at worst, it does no harm. Like, the only things that it really downgrades are the fairy dragons and which is again the reason I'm running gluttonous who's not acidic is because the gluttonous who's won't lose attack when you play um lady in white but like a 5-5 tark reaver is nothing to sneeze at and you know getting an 8-8 primordial drake or a 9-9 uh night scale matriarch um the twilight acolyte's a little bit iffy just because you're going to be making another minion four instead of two after you played Lady in White, but I think you probably still need to do it, because if you're using a Twilight Acolyte that late, you're probably get, getting something down to four is probably still an upgrade. But even things like, you know, a 3-3 Northshire Cleric on one, for one mana is pretty good, right? So I, I'm interested in how this list kind of shakes out. Um, both of them really, I think Lady in White's stronger than a lot of people are gonna are giving it credit for. I will be talking about this at length, on the Happy Hearthstone next week, you can be assured. Um, but I, I really do think that this card is is better than a lot of people are giving it credit for, because I think a lot of people are really stuck on Priest playing the way that Priest used to play, and I don't think Priest can really play that way anymore outside of Spiteful. Um, but I, I don't think that Dragon Spiteful is going away. I think Dustbreaker's still here. And I think there's enough dragons that are good enough to justify it. Okay, so now we get to the fun stuff. Tempo Warrior. I'm just going to read the list and I'll talk about it because I'm, I'm excited. And, and again, some of the, the, the early drops in this list could change, but I really think there's something here. So, um, two Town Crier, two Armorsmith, one Battle Rage, two Execute, two Warpath, uh, which is the Echo card that does one damage to the board for two mana, uh, two Woodcutter's Axe, which is the 2-2 two, two weapon for two that gives a rush minion plus two plus one as a death rattle, um, two Frothing Berserker, two Blood Razor, two Corcoran Elite, one Militia Commander, which is the, uh, the four drop rush minion that's 2-5 that gets plus three attack when it's damaged, um, one copy of Darius Crowley, which is the legendary 4-4 four, four rush minion for five that gets plus two plus two every time that it attacks and kills something. Um, two copies of Sudden Genesis, which, if you don't remember, is a card from Ungoro that will summon copies of all of your damage minions. Um, one copy of Black Hal Gunspire, which is the 3-8 can attack that does 3 damage every time uh, to a random enemy every time it's damaged. Um, one Gromish Hellscream, one Scourge Lord Garrosh, two Acolytes of Pain, two Muck Hunters, one Countess Ashmore, and one Master Horatio Oakheart. Because Master Oakheart can summon a 3-8 Black Howl Gunspire. And it also will bring out probably a rush, either a Rush Minion or a Frothing Berserker and an Acolyte of Pain or an Armorsmith. And that seems bananas to me. Um, the, so the Sudden Genesis's obviously are there to take some of your minions that are going to trigger off of repeated damage to the board. Um, Armorsmith would be nuts. Um, not Militia Commander. Ar Armorsmith would be really good. Um, any of your Rush Minions would be able to attack immediately. Um, Black Hell Gunspire obviously is kind of the, the the one that you're trying to hit. Grom would be really good, especially if you've already damaged it, because which you would have in order to get Sun and Genesis to go off. 
Um, getting a second Muck Hunter is fine. I think there's something here too. The, the actual mix of cards may be a little bit off. I'm not sure. But I feel like Temple Warriors a, de- a, a list that's kind of almost been there. And this has enough proactive things to do, plus enough synergies off of damaging your board, plus just general shenanigans from the Gunspire that I am super psyched to see what happens with this archetype. I am, I'm, will be shocked if Temple Warrior in some, sh- some shape or form is not at least partially in the meta at, at some point. I really think that this, it, this, it's this archetype's time to shine and it's gotten a lot of support in the set. Okay, so we got one more warrior deck for you. Obviously, you know, we're because Baku the whatever, Baku the Moon Eater, uh, the odd the odd card is there. I'm not going all in on the odd even. I don't think that there's I, I'm not super excited about it. It's just not the way I want to build a deck, but I think that the um, Taunt Warrior is definitely something that's going to happen because a tank up is pretty ridiculous. And being able to get enough armor and then and then change over once you once you've tanked up enough seems really good. So this is my my take on that. Um, one copy of Fire, Fire Plume's Heart, obviously. Um, two Shield Slam, two Fiery War Axe, two Rabid Worgen, which is the three three Rush Mana uh, Rush Minion for three. Um, two Reckless Flurry, which is the does damage equal to your armor and then gets rid of all your armor. Um, two Shield Block, two Brawl, two Direhorn Hatchling, one copy of Gorehal. Um, Two Acolytes of Pain, one Gluttonous Ooze, again because it's odd. Um, one by Iron Beak Owl, again because it's odd. One copy of Phantom Militia, which is the Echo 2 Fort Haunt. Um, two copies of Stonehill Defender, two copies of Tar Creeper, two copies of Rotten Alpabam, which is the 4 5 Taunt for 5 that heals you for 4. Two Witchwood Grizzly, Grizzlies, and one Baku the Moon Eater. So, I mean, you've got a lot of the, the, the typical Control Warrior cards absent some of the damage the board things and you have draw in acolyte you've got um you've got silence you've got weapon destruction you've got brawl you've got a bunch of armor generation and then you've got reckless flurry to help you in the early game and then once you've gotten your taunts down um you know phantom militia can be up to three taunts stonehill defender will be two taunts um that makes up for not having things like uh saturday chain gang uh I think I think that this is what it's probably going to look like. Again, you know, maybe you don't need... I don't know if you need this many taunts, um, but these are the good ones, I think. I don't think you need Tarlord. I, I, Tarlord's fine if you get it out of a Stonehill Defender. I don't... I, I've seen Tarlord in some lists. I don't think you need it, because I feel like a 7-mana 111 on your turn is just... It's, it's really slow, and it doesn't really do enough at that point in the game. Um... But I think that I think you have enough armor to be able to run Gorehal. I think this is a, a promising list. Um, and, and again, if you're going to craft one card, Baku's not the worst choice, I would say. All right, so we're all getting Lunara. So I took a swipe. Oh, oh look at me! Look at me with the dad jokes. I took a swipe at a um, at a spiteful druid list. I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm feeling it or not, but I, I took a shot at it. Um, so you have, um, the class cards are two greedy sprites, one copy of Malfurion, one copy of Cenarius, uh, and two copies of Ultimate Infestation. Cenarius may be, may be ambitious, but I just kind of like Cenarius, so, you know. 
Um, as far as the neutrals, you have two glacial shards, uh, two hungry crabs, one copy of Prince Kalaseth, one gluttonous ooze, two hench clan thugs, which I believe get either plus one attack or plus one plus one every time your hero attacks. Um, two tar creepers, two vicious fledglings, one mad hatter, which um, distributes three plus one plus one tokens to the board, which seems pretty um, pretty better than a lot of people are th are really talking about. Um, so I want to try it out. Um, two Saturday Chain Gangs, two Spellbreakers, one copy of Leroy Jenkins, uh, two Witchwood Grizzlies, uh, two Spiteful Summoners, one, Glen one Grand Archivist, and two Splitting Fester Roots, and I, and, no, I do have the Ultimate Infestation there. Um, so, Splitting Fester Root is the 8-mana the 4-4 four, four that splits into two 2-mana two 2-2s, two that splits into two 1-1s each, Death Rattles. Um... I mean, Spiteful, Spiteful Druid is Spiteful Druid. The, the individual cards can kind of change out. Um, I think it's probably still going to be a deck just because it's an archetype that's known, that's, easy, again, easy to build around. All of the Spiteful Summoner 10-drop low rolls have pretty much gone away, and the only card that it's got is Emerus. So there's, like, five options, and they're all pretty much good. You, I think you have Ultrasaur, Emerus, um, uh, Deathwing... And there's a couple others that I can't remember, but they're they're none of them are really bad. Um, none of them are five sevens. So Spiteful Druid seems like a perfectly reasonable card, perfectly reasonable deck that you will probably have most of the cards for already at at launch. So you can just kind of take a bunch of cards to fill in the curve, take the cards you already have, and be able to play something that's reasonably competitive uh, day one. So I believe, yeah, the last. The last car, the last deck that I have is is the one that I'm least confident about, and and I kind of put it together, sort of last minute, just because I'm not quite sure what to do with it yet. Um, some sort of a shaman deck is coming. I don't know what it looks like. I, I think maybe it's an elemental shaman. Um, I saw Abar posting today that you know people should be using Sandbinder, which draws an elemental, because that's kind of ridiculous if you're playing just a few elementals. Uh, which is, it seems reasonable to me. I, I honestly don't know what it's supposed to look like. I just threw something together that seems reasonable. Um, so this is what I came up with. Uh, two copies of Zap, which is the zero mana, uh, two damage overload one spell. One copy of Blazing Invocation, which, uh, discovers a battle crime minion. Two Lightning Storm, two mana Tide Totem. Uh, two Hexes, one Thrall Deathseer. Uh, two Volcano. One copy of Grumble World Shaker, one Bog Shaper, which is the seven mana four eight that draws you a that gives you a minion every time you play a spell. Um, one copy of Hagatha the Witch, uh, one copy of Calamos Primal Lord, uh, one copy of Shutterwalk, who's the the replay all your battle cries dude. Um, and then the neutrals are one Firefly, one copy of Prince Kalaseth. I, I was thinking about uh, Flame Tongues, but that was turning out to be the only two drop in the list, so I figured let's just go Kalaseth. Why not? Um, especially with uh, Shutterwalk, it would buff your deck again. Um, two Alkalite of Pain, two Stonehill Defender, two Tar Creeper, another copy, one copy of Mad Hatter, one Elisa Trailblazer, and two Servant of Calimos. Um, I I don't know if this is the right way to build this deck, honestly. I, I do know that you probably don't want Blaze Callers triggering uh, five damage randomly on the board when you play Shutterwalk, which is why that and Fireplume Phoenix aren't in the list. Uh, maybe you go with the other seven drop, which do, which basically plays the Feral Spirit. Um, that that gives you the two, two, three taunts if you played an elemental last turn. I don't know. I, I think that this deck is going to be something. I don't know that it's going to be this list, but it's going to be 
a list that um, that will come out of this. Um, the only other deck that I have, and I'll just mention it quickly because it's not worth stopping and starting recording again. Um, just one one deck for Wild. I, I Wild really isn't going to change as much. I don't think. Um, maybe there will be some new archetypes that come out. But one thing that I I talked about on the Happy Hearthstone, and I'm just putting a list together just because Maligos Druid is easily my favorite deck to play in Wild. Um, so. The, the kind of the canonical Maligos Druid list right now runs uh, two copies of Oaken Summons and two copies of uh, Ironwood Golem that to, just to thin your deck. So you get six armor and you pull out uh, a 3-6 haunt that you're not drawing later, so it effectively draws you a card. But the problem with that is that it, you don't always get the cards in the right order. Um, so what I did was I replaced those with um, two copies of Bewitch Guardian, which is the uh, five drop that's basically a Twilight Drake with Taunt, and two copies of Ferocious, Ferocious Howl, which draws you a card and then uh, gives you armor equal to the number of cards in your hand, because in, in Maligos Druid, you're almost always playing with a full hand and trying to manage it. So uh, those two felt better to me um, than the Oaken Summons and Ironwood Golem package. I don't know, but it's something I want to try out. The rest of the list is pretty much the same as the normal Maligos Druid list, but I'll, po I'll post that um, along with the rest of the decks so you can see it. I, I think that that deck's a lot of fun to play. It's my favorite deck to play in Wild by a long shot. Um, so I'm interested to see how those changes those changes will work with it. All right, so that's all I got for you. It uh, that's that's like I think that's like nine decks that you can you can try to take those as they are. Feel free to play around with them. Swap out cards. Do whatever you want to do. The first week of uh, set rotations, like the one time you're really going to get to mess around like this. So I would say, you know, give some of those a try, see how they work. Um, I'm certainly going to be trying those day one. I will hopefully be streaming tomorrow night, um, Thursday night, um, to open my packs and then play some of these decks, hopefully. Um, so you can find me over at Wicked FM. You will also find me announcing those things on my on my Twitter, which is at Wicked Good. Um, I also, you can also follow Off Curve, at Off Curve on Twitter for just the show announcements. Uh, you can go to offcurve.com for all of the show notes, including links to all of these lists for easy access for you to be able to start playing right off the bat. Um, there is probably something, oh, so make sure to go check out the Happy Hearthstone. Um, I, again, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, you can go listen to the two part, it, there'll be one part of this set review that's up and then we're recording another one next week. Um, make sure to get ready for uh, UHL season two. That starts this Sunday and I should be casting some games next week. So I will, if you follow my Twitter, probably definitely Wicked Good will, my, my own Twitter will have that possibly. I'll try to remember to, to retweet that from Off Curve as well. And um, please do, oh, sorry about that. Please do, um, I was I was gesturing with my hands and I actually knocked the, the earbud out of my ear, so that, that's a thing that happened. Uh, please do uh, leave a review on iTunes. Those, again, I don't have a Patreon or anything like that. Um, the, the main way that you can support me is by um, telling other people about me and helping to put thing, you know, helping to contribute in ways that help me get more exposure because I'm not doing this for money. I'm just kind of doing this to help people, so... Um, you know, five star reviews, you know, any, any review that you're going to leave will help, but five star, obviously, if you're going to, um, you know, giving a follow on the Twitch account is, is helpful. Um, any of those sorts of things. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope you are too. 
Uh, we're starting a new year. Every everybody's undefeated, and um, so have fun. Try not to get frustrated if it if the meta turns out to not be the way that you want it to be. Um, we'll figure it all out together. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. It's pretty hard to shut me up. So, <laughs> um, so we'll find that figure out that out together um, in, over the coming weeks. So until then, thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate you hanging out with me and uh, giving me the time. I know you have a busy podcast schedule and I appreciate you giving me some of that time. So enjoy the new expansion and I will talk to you all soon. Have a great one.